Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future. Directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 74. Woo! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh, man, we got a very special podcast for you today, so get out those pencils, get get ready to draw, you know what I'm saying? Get, get ready to get inspired by these creative juices that we're pouring in your fucking bowl of beef stew today, some chunky juice. That's what we call the meaty chunky juice. That's a little beef stew for you, maybe a little chicken pot pie on the side. <laughs> today, we have none other than... Recurring guest, Kent Osborne, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Harvest Moon. Now, many of you know him from his work on SpongeBob SquarePants, Adventure Time, etc., etc. Two-time Emmy-winning writer, okay? My newest, bestest friend, my neighbor, and confidant and i had a dream about kent on well i had a dream on december 1st y'all know that you know if i get a juicy dream i'll sit down and record it more often than not and uh this was a great one and it involved kent so 10 days later on december 11th 2019 we had kent over for chicken popeye with the bandits you know what i'm saying at the bandit hideout over here um one door down and uh we ate chicken popeye and then me and kent retired to his abode one door up and we we listened to the dream and we talked about it. And that is this episode of the podcast. And then after that, we went on a spooky night hike to check out where there's some logging going on back in the forest. You know, we're on a spooky old full moon hike. That's the kind of fun we get up to. And boy, we had a good time. So this is a pretty, <laughs> this is a pretty, uh, you know, dreamy podcast. The dream is super juicy, and then uh, we do a little talking about it, and then we get <laughs> we're, we're drinking and smoking, and you know, uh, it's a uh, it's a very it becomes a very rowdy episode at the end, and uh, you know, we Kent makes uh, some very bold offers to the ghost scouts out there. So scouts will want to pay close attention because there's an offer on the table and it's a fucking juicy one. So let's just jump right into this. Let's kick it over to my man, AWOL1, and then we're going to jump right into the recording of The Dream. Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from 
Last night, I had a super cool dream, and I've been up for a little while, and I've talked about it with the fam, but I want to get it down on here, because it's so interesting. So, we I was in the truck with Kent, and we were driving back from town where Wolfie had had some kind of performance and the rest of the family was in, I guess, our car driving behind a way, a bit, a bit behind us. And we were on some version of our road with the brook next to it, but it was totally different. I think it was like a skinny, well, it was actually when we were first on it, it was like, a more severe version of our road where the road was almost slanted sideways and it was super icy and it was right on the edge of the brook the whole way up. And we slid slowly off the side. We were like, oh my gosh, this is sketchy. And Ken's driving his truck and we slowly slid off and down into the brook. But it wasn't like a fast accident. It just happened kind of in slow motion. But we were like, oh no, we're sliding off. And then... And then the his truck was like in the brook, um, but we were we were sort of out of it already. Like when I remember seeing the truck in the brook, we were like on the shore of the brook or like in a shallow of the brook or something. I don't remember being wet at all or anything like that. And I think the top was like off of his truck. Um, like it was just gone, like almost like it was a convertible or something. It looked like that in my mind. And we were down there and then we were like kind of scoping it out, looking around, getting visuals of the surroundings of the brook down there. And it was sort of down where the road is elevated above the brook, you know, by 10 or so feet. So there's like kind of a, a built up rock wall there, like that goes up from the brook and up to where the road is. And then eventually, um, the car, the rest of the fam caught up to us and we were like, Oh, we're down here. We slid off the road. And like my dad was there and we got up and got back up onto the road. And we were like, just, looking at the whole scene and in the woods. And then, and then the next thing that I remember is our neighbor, Dylan, he was on the other, there was like a brook on the other side of the road and we were looking down into that. And he was driving his tractor up the middle of the brook. And there was like, it was like there's a bunch of aquatic plants and whatnot, and he was, like, dragging them up. Like, he had, like, a hay rake or whatever behind his tractor, and he was, like, he was like tilling up everything behind him in the brook. But it was, like, very wide, and, like, it was pulling up a bunch of, like, 
like debris and 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 mud and the water was all murky and it was sort of making some waves behind him and then it was like he pulled up some logs or something and it all flipped over him and it flipped over his tractor and pinned him under his tractor and me and Kent could see that and yeah everybody else was still there at that point too I think and then me and Kent both like like jumped down into the brook and we were trying to get him out and I think we got him out and then we were down on that other side of the brook um, just hanging out down there and kind of looking around again and there was this big opening or not an opening but there was like a kind of secret entrance like almost like to a temple or uh, you know or I think it was actually sort of metal it was like a big industrial like like garage door that opened sideways um, like a big metal barn door or something. And it was like built into the side of the, the wall that was like the road was on top of because it's elevated like it is at many points in the brook. They had to build up the road from the, from the brook. Um, so, so the, we go in, we, we, me and me and Kent, and I don't know if Dylan was in, I think once we go in, there's, there's more of a posse. There's more friends. I don't remember who all was there, but there was more of us. And we go in this into the side of the hill and we go in and all of a sudden it's like we're inside of a big warehouse space or gymnasium type of space. And it was like a, like a, like a, like a comic convention, uh, like a toy comic convention had been held there like 20 years ago and then like abandoned basically. And this is a recurring theme in the, in my dreams and my reoccurring dreams is like coming into like an old toy store or something like that. So this is like right fits right in with this recurring, uh, you know, theme that I have. It's never the same dream, but it's the same thing. And we start looking around and there's, there's a bunch of us kind of spreading out through this space and it's like dimly lit and kind of like, you know, dusty and like get a little cobwebby and, but it's like, it, yeah, it's like, you know, comics and toys from 20, 30 years ago, all just laid out and displayed out. And I'm walking around and looking at stuff. And at first it seems like there's a lot of like dope space Legos and, and G.I. Joe stuff and like whatever Star Wars stuff that I'm looking at and cards and comics and and I'm doing a pass through and just looking at it all and like, oh my God, and like thinking about what I might want to get. <clears throat> and then and then at some point I come out to another area where it's like the front of this place like a storefront that has big windows and it's looking out into like a completely different landscape like a mall parking lot or whatever like this is now we're just like this is this 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 structure is like in a mini mall somewhere or something and there's some employees there and I start talking to them about like what is this stuff like why is it and they're like oh yeah we're gonna be like closing soon we're gonna be packing it up and I remember there was like a Lego like space station that was that was like built on the back of some kind of Lego carrier vehicle, like a like a big like a big um, space truck with a trailer, and the base was kind of built off of that. And like it rolled off the shelf and like came apart, and I was like putting it back together. 
And then I was kind of making another pass back through because I'm like, oh, I should pick out some stuff that I want. <clears throat> and then stuff was already starting to be put away. Like it was just like people weren't doing it, but like it was just gone. Like a bunch of it was just gone. There's a lot of weird like shifts in this dream as always. <clears throat> and um, And then... I'm trying to find the stuff that I was looking at before, like a G.I. Joe thing or Star Wars, and and it's there. And as I get close to it and I'll look at it, it's just a slightly different thing than I thought it was. It was like, oh, this isn't really G.I. Joe. It's like some other weird toy. And I like, I was like, oh, do I want this? And I was trying to figure it out. And I kept going through all of them, like picking up these sets. And I'm like, oh, this is like a cool space Lego set. But then as I would look closer at it, it was, like, some weird, like, model kit that, like, you built, like, an old model car or whatever. But it was, like, these weird space stations with all these, like, tubes going through it and little tiny characters. But they weren't posable. They were more, like, yeah, they were more, like, model kits. And I was like, oh, do I want a model kit? <laughs> and so I was really weird, like, changing. And then um, and then I, I, I looked at, like, a like a Hulk versus Wolverine comic that was like a really big and, and it was on the shelf and I, and I picked it up and it was like different. I was looking through it and it wasn't, it was some kind of different than that. And this is a, this is a recurring theme too. I have a lot of like book bookshelves full of comics that I'm like going through my dreams all the time. I'm trying to find like a cool comic to buy. It's like a big recurring theme as well. <clears throat> Often in with these like toys and so then in the next scene, I have a bunch of stuff in my arms. Like I've collected a bunch of stuff up and I'm going back out. But now the entryway is like through this kind of more m developed mall thing where there are some other people. And then I get into, instead of this big cargo bay door that we came in, it's like a big cargo elevator this time. And then I get in and it's like going up. And it goes up and there's like an operator in there and I'm I'm like talking to the guy or whatever. And maybe he even told me like I'm not going to be able to take the stuff out or something like that. But then once I got out, like I didn't have the stuff anymore. And, and I don't even know if I was back on the street or if that's when I woke up. Um, but yeah, that is I think all I remember from that dream but it was extremely juicy so i just wanted to get it down it's a great i love the whole storyline of it it would make a great project to work on okay here we are at casa de kent kent's clubhouse bed and breakfast we have just listened to this very juicy dream featuring kent osborne kent what's your immediate reaction to being involved in this in my dream world here well when you you texted me and you said you're you said you were in my dream last night and it was crazy i have to tell you about it <laughs> but then i was like oh okay and then like we didn't like there's no more talk about it yeah that was like over a week ago yeah but you yeah. can read that you can read that either yeah because sometimes you have dreams where it's like you're in my dream and you're like trying to murder me or something you know it's right. like intense but yeah so my immediate reaction is like oh it was like all i did was drive a truck off a it sounded like it wasn't my fault no i don't think you're liable at all. We were just driving dream. home. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were coming home <laughs> from some kind of event and we were driving and it was dark. Yeah. And, it was and the road was and... just 
there was just enough room to drive on the road, and the brook was like at the edge of the road the whole way up. Yeah, but was I driving like too fast? Was I like no? Check out, I love sliding with my truck. No, but it was like at an angle. Like we were like, I just remember getting up on the road, and we were looking at it, and we were like, "Whoa, this is this is like pretty dangerous." Right. And you were trying to make your way up, and then we just started a slow slide off. Yeah. And then we were down in there. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, how... (laughs) When you were dreaming this dream... Because the way you were like, describing it, it sounds linear. It sounds like the whole time you're in this underground, abandoned comic book convention. Yeah. You're, like, aware that you would... How you got there, you, like, were driving home, and the truck went over, and then we helped Dylan get out of his thing, and then a portal opened, and then you're in this... Like, I feel like if I was dreaming that, I would just be like, they would seem like it was two separate dreams, but you felt connected the whole time. Like you were Oh, no, it was one whole one narrative. journey. It was absolutely was... a whole loop. Through. Like when you got back in the elevator where you're like, oh, is this going to take me to my house? Or like, we're like, I'm done with this part. I'm going back to the. I mean, the only thing I can remember thinking about is like taking that stuff back and then having the realization that I wasn't going to be able to take it back. Right. Okay. You know, like that that was was like the main. That was like the. That was like the emotional arc of the elevator scene. Was that like I wasn't gonna be able to like bring that back home. And that's a recurring theme. Is uh, a recurring theme is going into some kind of place where they have like like I'll walk into like a KB toy store. In the mall, and they'll have every GI Joe and every Star Wars figure and like everything I always wanted. That's like a definite recurring theme. And this is another version of that. I haven't had this version before. And it was really cool because I can picture it now. It was really neat. It was literally... It was just like I said. It was like an abandoned... It was like everybody just disappeared from a comic convention. And it had been like 20 years. And we were just all walking through this giant you know gymnasium type of space this giant yeah. open space and it was dark with no lights and there was cobwebs and dust on everything but it was like <clears throat> it was like every comic i've ever wanted to see every toy i've ever wanted to see you know there's probably like sports cards mixed in there like all yeah, that yeah. stuff is like mixed in there but then it's funny because it's that weird thing in a dream where things are always changing. So as soon as I went to try to like really hone in on it, it started to change. And I was mm. like, wait, this isn't like what I thought it was going to be. Like, right. have you ever had that in a dream? Where something's not what you thought it would be? Yeah, well, like the, that, that idea where like this is one thing and then you get it and then like through the course of the dream, it changes. All of a sudden, it's something you're like, wait, this isn't what I thought it was. Like that happens to me all the time with people i'll be like it was you but it right, wasn't right, you right yeah like it was camp but it didn't people. look like it looked like someone totally different right but yeah. like that'll happen with things too i'll be like oh this is this lego set and then i'll look at it again and it'll be in this dream it was like this weird model kit and i was like wait a minute this isn't like what yeah. i was what I yeah, wanted yeah 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 what yeah what does that mean when you're <laughs> i don't know have you ever had that have you ever yeah, had, yeah. You had it with the people but have you had it with things where they like start to change? I think so. Yeah. There's something like I've had dreams where it's like something scary happens. Like like if a truck, if we were really in a truck going over the edge. Yeah. That would be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, 
But like in the dream, you're just like, oh, we were just uh, suddenly we were outside on the banks, like looking at the truck, and then like Dylan was coming up and like dragging all that stuff, and it sounds like it could be so terrifying. Oh my god, that was such a vivid but image. We just, yeah, went and like helped him, and it's weird when you have when you have dreams that you, that's not a trigger to wake up. Like something scary happens, but you're kind of like you're fine, like you didn't yeah, die. And... Yeah, yeah, you have to do. It's weird that you set up scenarios that you then have to like go execute. Like that's yeah. why my dreams are always like executing scenarios. And, like, that was such a vivid image. I can see it so clearly. Dylan is, like, on this tractor, and he has this big, big, like, hay rake type of deal behind him. You know, this big trailer thing that's raking up stuff. And he's going down the brook, which is crazy to think about. You know, yeah, like, yeah. him driving in this tractor down the brook. And it's pulling up all these sticks and logs and then the the water's churning behind him and it's all muddy yeah and it's all and then all of a sudden like he pulled up a big log and it like flipped over and like crushed him and i could see him like under his tractor (laughs) like under the water and he was like drowning and we were like oh my god like we have to go rescue dylan like his life is on the line and like you and me jumped in there yeah nobody else did other people were there, and it was you and me that jumped yeah. to his rescue. Yeah, I'm proud of my participation. <laughs> this is very I like heroic. I wasn't a, yeah. yeah, I wasn't a coward. No, this away. is like yeah. This well, is a... it's weird because it's like a dream. It's like this crazy scenario, but it also is like it's believable enough. Like Dylan does like drive a tractor, and I'm like I'll be walking to your house, and I'll just see him come out of the woods like and is like carrying a log or something, and it's like. Oh, you know most... what? It wasn't even his tractor that he was driving. Now that you just said that, it was a blue tractor. And he has an orange has tractor an orange with a right. with a pickup on it. It was like an but I would old just even, even if I saw him something I hadn't seen, <coughs> yeah. I'd assume it was a tractor I haven't seen. Like I'm, I assume he has all these like tractors like yes. back in the woods or something. He does like excavators. And, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um, like it makes sense. Like if like it's not that unbelievable that if we drove into the brook and then we're staying there that he would be coming up the brook in a tractor. Totally. Like it's like yeah, that makes like if anyone was to be doing that, it'd be Dylan. Yeah, that is very true. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I don't think I've ever dreamed about Dylan before. That's interesting. Um, well, they say everyone in your dream is you. Yeah, for sure. I actually had a dream uh, that I was uh, driving a pickup with my mom. This is when I still lived in L.A. and we were driving around Los Feliz. And this is before you had a pickup? Yeah. Oh. And this is when I didn't have a car. I was like wow. riding a bike everywhere. Did I tell you this dream? I don't think so. We were driving through Las Feliz and I went to turn because there was like, it was a dead end and there was like a cliff and I went to turn and the truck just kept going forward and I was like turning and turning and like trying to, and we went over the cliff and I remember thinking like, I was like, oh, this is it. We're going to die. Like trees were coming up and hitting the thing. Like it was like, yeah, it was like, oh shit. And then I was like, I was like, oh, well I'm dying with my mom. That's like fitting because I was like born with my mom was there and now I'm dying with my mom. And then I was like looking at my mom and she wasn't like yelling or she was just like, you know, and I was like proud. I was like, oh, that's good for her. She's not screaming or like she's she's accepting her. And then I was like, wow, these trees have been going for a while. And then I was like, wait. And then I woke up because I like re- I realized I was like, wait, am I dreaming? And I as soon as I had that thought, I woke up. Wow. But um, so it's weird when you start telling the dream about being in the pickup and because uh, that road is uh, treacherous there's parts oh, there's of... parts where you could definitely drive right into the brook yeah and be in real trouble like, yeah like there's over. nothing it's enough it... of a drop yeah you would flip, you would flip. Over. yeah yeah and then you would be like on a, a, a like a ledge almost you no know, i always think about that you'd be in the freezing water uh, upside down yeah maybe if... trapped in the car maybe where you knock, get knocked unconscious open. yeah uh when i remember the first time i drove up this road 
I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. And then I remember I asked Dylan, I was like, is this road like sketchy? And he's like, nah, it's all good. I was like, is it get sketchy in the winter? And he's like, nah, it's all good. And actually it is, a, it is a lot less sketchy than I first imagined it would be yeah. in coming up here. But there is parts where it gets icy and you could definitely, there's a part where you could go, there's one particular part where you could go right into the brook and flip right over at the top of that waterfall yeah. and be totally in trouble. Yeah. It's pretty sketchy. Yeah. But that's what we, we live in the, we live in rural America in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. And that's the kind of life we live. It's going to be dangerous at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like, it seems like if you drive, if you have four wheel drive and you're like driving with common sense, it's not really that dangerous. Right. Like Only in a very icy scenario. Sure. Yeah. That's when it, because Athena, when we had the big truck, she once, you said you guys she had once started it. spinning 360 at that, at that area, spun right past that spot. If, if it's all ice. Going around. Yeah. Yeah. With a truck. Well, you guys with, said you, you abandoned ship one time. You, uh... Yeah. One time that was the day where she spun out and called me and was like, we're stuck at the, at the bridge Yeah. where there's the low point in the road. Yeah. And she's like, we just spun out and we're stuck here. And I ran down there and I got him out and then I drove and then we spun out again and spun into a ditch right at the top of the hill before you go down to the highway. Right. And you said that's where your guys were trying to climb up. And then we got out of the car and tried to walk up the road and it was so icy. We couldn't even walk up the road. We had to crawl up the side of the road. That was the one time in the eight years we've been here that it was literally a sheet of ice yeah. down the whole road you couldn't even walk up it. yeah it was nuts. no matter how slow or careful you are you can't even you can't it was like an ice rink yeah it was crazy but it was yeah. one of those weird things where it got hot and now all the snow melted and then it rained on it and it created this like perfect ice storm yeah on the road <laughs> it was very treacherous That was a good. That was a good dream. <laughs> I was skeptical at first too, because sometimes you tell people you were, you were in their dream. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you tell them they were in your dream as a way to get them to listen to you talk about your dream. Okay. No, you were in it. That was legit. Right, right. I mean, it right, started. Right. It was you. You kind of did. Once we got into, I don't think there was any other discernible characters. Once we were into the comic convention space. The only other people that I really interacted with was the people working at the front. Mm. But that's another so, such an interesting thing is we started out in the brook. We go into this comic convention space into the side of the brook. And then I come out in the front of that. And it's like the opening of like a mini mall, like a, yeah. like a, you know, the parking lot in some suburban urban area. Like mm. that's such an interesting thing about dreams to me is the switching and as a creative person and getting excited about weird, non sequitur, magical, you know, transitions to think that you can go from the brook to a, to the inside of a convention center to the outside of this shopping mall in this one swoop is so amazing and magical. Yeah. Like, if you do, have you ever had any cool dream sequences i mean that's such a common thing for dreams to be but did like change locations yeah like like does that do anything anything come to mind when we're talking about that um 
I mean, not as, I can't go in, like, in the specifics, but yeah. definitely t- times where I'm, like, in a car, like, in the middle of nowhere, and then suddenly you are in a city, or it, it's, but it's, I don't know, it's weird that you just, like, I think for me, that's when it turns, unless I know I'm dreaming, it turns into, like, a different dream or something. Oh, or, really? Yeah, yeah, like, I, uh, I don't, I don't think, I have a hard time, like, trying to keep a linear. Do you have recurring dreams? Do you have like recurring themes, places, recurring um, dreams? Recurring, I have recurring like anxiety dreams about like going on stage and not knowing lines and having oh. to like perform oh, in, wow. in like situation like that where I'm like, I'm just like, oh, what, what am I doing? Like, why did I say yes to this? Like, I don't know these lines. And right. Like, or um, dreams lately, just it, like getting stuck, like doing, trying to do like a chore, like fill the dishwasher or something mm-hmm. or like pack for a trip and you're just like, there's a you can't, it won't get done like it's hard to do or something or things keep breaking or not working or yeah trying to use the phone and it's not working trying to yeah. like trying to uh oh let me show you it's on instagram and i can't open instagram and it like, yeah it seems like it goes on for like an hour yeah like I, I feel like that's a big recurring theme is like not being able to run fast enough like not being able to accomplish some task that seems like should be very like confusingly simple like you're like why can't I do this like yeah. that's like a very common dream trope um, and then I have like sexy dreams like I, oh. I had a dream the other night <laughs> that I was like I was somewhere with a lady who we were like together. We were like seeing each other. It was consensual, but we were in, yes. we were in like a we were in like a hot tub at like a sexy club or something. And we yeah. were in like a hot tub, and we were both naked and we were like fondling each other. And then there was another woman, and I got confused. I like started. I thought she was the woman I was with, and I started fondling her. Whoa. And then I like looked, and she was like looking at me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And then there was a guy who was like, you, get out of the tub. Like, let's go. We got to go outside. And I was like, what? What's happening? And I like went outside with this guy who started doing like, he was doing these like professional kickboxing moves. To, like, he was kicking oh, like a shit. wall. Oh, and I was like, shit. what? And I was like, no, I thought that was my girlfriend. He was kicking I, a wall to like threaten you? To like practice. He was like, okay, we're going to, you, you have to take a kick to he the head. He was warming up to fight yeah. you and he started kicking a wall. He was like kicking a wall oh, to like, shit. to stretch. Oh to no, oh no. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Yeah. And I was like desperately trying to. I was like, no, no, it's it was a mistake. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, the the I have like sex dreams, but then they turn into like anxiety dreams. They turn wow. into they don't la- they don't stay sexy for long. Yeah, if I don't have sex like like every week or something, I'll like start to have like weird sex dreams. They happen like out of the blue. Like I'll I'll wake up sometimes and be like, wow, I didn't know I was thinking about that or yeah. Like, um, where did that dream come from? Do you know? Do you ever have like clues of like what was fueling a dream? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been seeing someone, and we're talking about going on a trip, so maybe that. I, I don't know where you know where it's like. Where do you? Sometimes your dreams are very. You're like, oh, I know. I was like worried about. I was thinking, dreaming about that. Like, yeah. Because I was thinking about it. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'll most often, like, recognize, like, that's actually one of the ways that I'll realize that if I'm, like, stressed or something, I'll be like, oh, I had, like, a stress dream. Like, right, right. You know, like, right. I'm, I'm overdoing something. Yeah. I actually can't remember my dreams unless I dream, unless I wake up in the morning and then go back to sleep. It's, it seemed to, those, those are when I either have vivid dreams or remember my dreams. Well, I think you have to wake up in it to remember it, right? 
That seems to be the case with me. You have to wake up from the dream. You have to wake up like, yeah, like, oh, I'm awake. Like, and then you're like, oh, wow, like, that was crazy. Like, I won't remember. If I just wake up, I won't be like, I had a dream in the sometime in the night. Like, it always has to really? be like, I woke There are days up where I'm like, at, during the day, I run into someone. I'm like, oh, my God, wait, I just remember this dream I had last really? night. Or, yeah. But maybe I already woke up and replayed it in my head or something. Or... Huh. Yeah, because that's a trick. If you want to dream, you can set your alarm for like 6, and then you can set it for like mm. 6.20. Mm. And like you'll snooze it, and then go, and then mm. boom, you'll go right into a dream state. Mm. And then you'll wake up right in it. Mm. We should do that. We should have sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> Put ourselves into dream states, yeah, and then just see what happens. Dream squad. Yeah, we should not have sex for a while and then just have sleepovers <laughs> Wait, and then what? throw ourselves into dream states. And just see what happens. Like, just see what happens, you know? Like, we don't know what would happen. <laughs> so what else? What else? Do we have any other thoughts on this? Are there any other oh. insights? Does this, tr- like, does this make you think of anything? Does this trigger any metaphysical connections well, in your life? Does this give you any uh, insight into the reptile you know, government conspiracies that are happening in the world today? Any kind of connections going on? There's something interesting about it, the idea of like a portal or an opening where it's like suddenly you're inside a mountain because you don't yeah. think of that being as hollow. Yeah. It was weird too because it was inside of a very... In my dream, it was inside of the side of the road, which there was brooks on both sides of my dream, so it was actually only about 20 feet wide, and then we yeah. went in, and then it was a gymnasium, like an right, event right. center space right, inside. Right, right, Crazy. Yeah. And then Wolverine versus Hulk. Wolverine, <laughs> <laughs> well, like a lot of detail. Yeah. That's why I like getting them right away, because like... I'm like, oh, I could just, like, remember this dream later. But I would never have remembered. I forgot that detail completely. Like, I would never remember the Wolverine vs. Hulk comic that I was trying to look at. And then I was looking at it, and it was, like, Wobblebean vs. Bulk. Like, it was, like, not not the same. You're like, this isn't. (laughs) Yeah, it was so weird. Because I went through, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, literally, like, everything that I've wanted in my childhood is here. And then I'm going back through, and I'm like, wait, none of it is actually here. Like. <laughs> that's kind of weird. I got that's a funny thing. Like, how often do you actually like fulfill your fantasy in a dream? Like, where you're like this. Like, I feel like a lot of times I'm like this amazing thing is here, and then I'll be like, always oh, different though. It's not quite what I thought. Mm. Do you have that? Uh, I don't know. Where I'm like, I'm, I'm getting something that I think I want, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't what it's I thought like it different. was. Or, yeah. I feel like that's happening in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. That's called life, dude. You're awake. Well, like, because I used to, like, I, I feel like the abandoned uh, aspect of it is interesting. Because it's yeah. like, a, it's a, a, the idea that it was like, I don't know. I remember the first time I went to Comic-Con was like in, in 99 or 2000. And it was like really, it seemed small, like compared, yeah. like it was just like, dudes with card tables and like boxes of comics there's just lots of comic. there wasn't like a lot of like there there are people there like promoting stuff but the porn industry wasn't there yet <laughs> <laughs> it was just it seemed like quaint compared yeah. to like and i remember I, yeah like the last time i went it was just like so crazy that there's so much um media like movies and tv and and how it's such a big event for these like big corporations and uh, I don't know. It seemed a lot. 
it's it's it made it made me sort of like lose interest in sort of collecting things like or or being interested in that type of culture like like i have lots of toys and like i don't know but like i've i i feel like i uh, this looks like uh you just like walking around and you're like oh this is all gonna be in a landfill but i mean everything's gonna be a landfill I don't yeah know. Uh, sorry am i bringing it oh <laughs> <laughs> we man made, Kent. we made the last time i went to conca was when we made uncle cat too yeah it was just it was funny just to Walk around you just there. felt like the like the excessive consumerism of it. Yeah, there's something. I mean, which I, I mean, I get it. Like, well, it's like anything, it's right? Part, like it's it part blows of the up, and then like it was something that was like <clears throat> raw and original and creative, and then it becomes something that's like so commercialized and like yeah. everything's. It's like can't, you can't even get in there. It changes the vibe, right? Yeah, but it but it's still it's it's something that's evolving and it's own like it's still exciting to be around a ton of people at once or yeah. you know to uh, one, <laughs> one time we were at a, we walked we saw George R. R. Martin and then yeah. we like walked out of that and we then we saw um, <laughs> I can't remember his name fucking uh, Gandalf Ian McKellen yeah he came out and was like talking to fans and stuff it was just wow. like it was like it seemed like a quintessential comic con experience yeah but when you're talking about entering one that's like has cobwebs and it's all dusty and abandoned you're like yeah oh yeah that's like there's it's yeah that's resonated well it's funny too because like i can see and and the reason i love i love recording these dreams too is because even today i was trying to remember it and i was like i think i could probably like like recount it if I needed to to get right, you know right, or something but right. then just listening because I was like I'm gonna wait to listen to it though so I waited mm-hmm. till to listen to it and there's something about hearing the exact recollection of it that really brings it all back like I can see it much more vividly hearing myself tell the story than I can trying to recall it right tonight. right well, they say you don't like write it down or say it out loud. Yeah, you lo- you will forget. Yeah, so much. anybody that you should always record your dreams if you're a creative person, I think, because there's there's like an essence there, and I've also written it down too. I I kept a dream journal for a while, and I would write them down, and when you reread it, it all comes back, and there's something I feel like that zone where you're dreaming from or that subconscious or whatever you want to think of it as is like the very, very closest to your like raw creative center. So I think there's something really fun about that. Everything's so symbolic at that level and so powerful. And I can see those images so clearly. Like I want to do an illustration of Dylan coming down the brook. I yeah, want to yeah. do an illustration of, of the, of what it looked like in that place. Cause I can like in dreams, you can't, you can see certain things, but it's almost like weird close up, like of a cobweb and of 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 this like layout of books and this of toys. But the vibe of the whole thing is what comes through so vividly. It's so cool to record it and then be able to like jump right back into that moment. There's something so iconic about certain images from my dreams, and I do really pull so much from that world when I'm trying to do my artwork like do you feel like that do you feel like you're do you feel like a connection between your your creative expression and your dreaming subconscious life like that to me I feel like it's a safe that's what I'm always trying to get to yeah like I've woken up from dreams where I'm like oh that was like a movie or that felt like yeah like for sure but I've never I don't know if I've ever like dreamed something and then 
like turned it into a, a an idea or something but yeah i mean i've written about dreams or i've done like there's been you know you write about a character having a dream or but i don't know if i've uh wait what was what yeah of like of like <laughs> directly of like translating your dream to a right. creative project yeah i had i did that once <laughs> i did a comic once i had this dream where i was peeing at a urinal and then my dick fell off in my hand and i was like holding it and i was like oh shit like what and this dude next to me, I was like, what What should I do? And he's like, I don't know, man. And I was like, oh, shit. And I put it in my pocket. And I was like walking around like, what Like how? What am I supposed to do now? And that's I, a recurring, like, that's that recurring dream. That's a recurring dream. Yeah. Like, my, my dick falling off. And then yeah. like, yeah. Like trying to put it back on. Yeah, or, really? Like, Wait, I think I've only had that dream one that one time. Probably had it like three times. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. And what happens? nothing nothing crazy do you reattach it um no i don't think i do i think it's like I, it becomes like the part of the dream like i'm like walking around trying to get it like yeah like putting it in your pocket that's so funny that must be a common one for guys like a tooth falling out or something right yeah. that's a very common one i've had that one yeah, yeah. or you pull like a, you, a tooth and then like three come out at the same time yeah exactly i've had a lot of those where like i'm either missing teeth and i realize it or my teeth or i have some accident and my teeth come out and i'm like horrified like that seems mm. like a very visceral a visceral one uh i had a dream recently so dave upson yeah was like shout out yeah shout out <laughs> was up the road. senior you bought his son's house yeah but he said i saw him on the weekend he said you want to uh I want, he's like i want to go in the woods you want to walk in the woods we're gonna i want to shoot a bear i want to like shoot a bear and i was like yeah and he's like okay i know where they are i think like we'll go like monday or tuesday but then i didn't we didn't like touch base or anything and it was like monday and he didn't show up and it was like Tuesday and like I kind of forgot about it but it was in, must have been in the back of my mind but I was having a dream at like 5 in the morning because he said we had to leave early like before the sun comes up and I was having a dream and in the dream it was like in a house and there was snow and I there was someone calling me from upstairs inside the house and I was outside and I was like walking around this house I was like what? and it was like really far away I kept running like God, God. and uh, I was walking around trying to like find the best spot to like listen but then I woke up from the dream and it's like pitch dark and I woke up and I was like, oh, that was a weird dream. And I'm like, wait, that's that yelling was someone yelling in real life. That was like hearing a phone in your dream or like an alarm or like, I was like, that was, I was like, oh, Dave, that was Dave. He was, he's, he's probably going out to uh, shoot a bear and he came by here and I was such, I was in the deep, I was dreaming. I was like in deep sleep and he was probably knocking and then he was probably yelling my name. Um, so I like turned on the lights. I came down. I got dressed and I came down. I like, I like went outside and I was like listening to hear if I could hear him like walking away in the woods. Anyways, and I saw him like a couple days later. And I'm like, hey, did you stop by on Tuesday? And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so sure it was such a specific thing. Like if you hear someone calling you from far away, yeah. and like the point of the dream is you're trying to like, where's that coming from, or what do they want, or like you're. It's almost like the like the that's so powerful that idea like. Uh, someone's trying to reach you in your dream and you're so deep in sleep that it's like, I don't know, like on The Sopranos, like Tony's in a coma and the he's like, he keeps seeing a lighthouse, right? I don't know if you ever watched Sopranos. Yeah. 
But in the in the real life, the doctor's like shining a light in his eye. Yeah. But in his dream, he's walking around. There's like a there's like a lighthouse on the horizon. Yeah. It just keeps shining. Like, yeah. Or a helicopter light. And anyways, that's what I thought happened. I thought it was all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was someone else yelling right there. That's so funny. I was so sure of it. Yeah. Well, there's such a dream logic and there's such a strong narrative and it has such a control of your faculties when you're in it. That's what's so interesting about yeah. it. It's so convincing. Like, I've, I've woken up from dreams where I'm like so relieved that I'm out of trouble. Yeah. And then I've woken up from dreams that I'm so bummed out because I've just gotten like that G.I. Joe that I've always wanted or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'll be like, fuck, right. like, I, like I so want that. <laughs> Kat is now filling up a glass of water in the bathroom <laughs> and returning to the pod. Mm. As always, our companions, is this juicy old glass of water on this podcast. You know, we got to stay hydrated. We got a little bit of weed going. We got a little bit of whiskey flowing. We got a little fucking 40 caliber pistol on the table. We're living it up tonight. We're going out for a little spooky walk in the woods after this. Icy walk. We're going to go out for a spooky, icy, snowy walk to investigate where uh, there's been some cutting going on in the woods. We're going to go look for the Black Lodge tonight out on the full moon, the <laughs> thinnest full moon of the year. Yeah. We're eating these bark thins. We're fucking living it up. Shout out to Bark. <laughs> the dog. Bark the dog. <laughs> Not the fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this has been your first, your first full year in Vermont. Yeah, and and then some. And then some, because you came last spring, May seventeenth. May seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. Eighteen. I've been here for two baseball seasons. Right. Two baseball seasons, but this will be your first year-to-year, -year, right? Marker-to-marker -marker year mm. in Vermont. Well, no, that was last... Oh, was it? That was... This will be your first two years? I got my two-year anniversaries coming up. Wow. Time flies, right? Time flies. The first year seemed very long. Yeah, okay. Um, so I feel like so much happened, and it was... And I feel like this. as soon as it hit a year, it's been flying by. Yeah. Very uh, concerning. Yeah. <laughs> What's next year going to be? But it feels like you are... It feels like you're very settled in. Yeah. Well, you've had one summer here as a resident, though. Two. You've had two? I moved here in May. I moved here the, in spring of, of 2018. Oh my God, that's right, because you did Counselor and then you yeah. did Summit. Yeah, oh, Counselor I'm a year behind. Yeah. I, I'm just waking up to this. <laughs> this is... Just waking up to the reality. that, But that's that's crazy. So it's been, yeah, it's been two years. It's been 1.5 years. 1.5 I guess. Years right, here. December, January, February, March, April. Yeah, I mean. Wow. So we're both right. <laughs> it's hard to, um, it does, it, it's interesting because uh, I lived in L.A. for 26 years. Yeah. So when I moved here in May. Mm-hmm. It was the beginning of summer by design. I was like, I'm gonna live. Wait, here. May is not the beginning of or summer. whatever. Beginning I was of, the beginning of spring. May. April, May. Yeah. Well, 
May is like the May first is the full end of month spring. without snow. Yeah. Right. Well, I was like, yeah. I'm going to move here yeah. when it, the weather's nice. When right. it's starting to, yeah. when the snow melts. Yeah. And then I'll like, I'll settle in and then when the, because, you know, everyone's like, when's the last time you lived in Vermont? Or like. Right. And, uh, but the winter was so fun. So the fact that it's like, I'm feeling more connected to last year at this time than I have been since, since my one year anniversary. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that make sense? Like, I'm having more, like, oh, last year at this time, blah, blah, blah than right, I was having because you have some memories, in. you have some, right. you know, you've, you've, you know, you've, you've gone through it. It's not all new. It's revisiting yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like the, that first year, that first winter was very memorable. Yeah. And, and uh, exciting and new. Yeah. And, and that, so you made sap last year and you're going to make sap this year. Well, I collected sap. I made syrup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very but, uh, true. But Very yes, true. yeah, I'm gonna try and do twice as much this year. Yeah, and now you've got a little shat. You've converted the chicken coop out back yeah. into a little sap house. That's right. So well, now you're stepping up the operation. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Is that one of the things you're most excited about? Yeah. Uh, for sure. I think so. Yeah. And I want to do some more skiing this year. I only went twice last year. Oh, really? Downhill skiing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only went two times, and then I started uh, making syrup, so that kind of took all my... I didn't go in uh, before the holidays. Mm. Uh, so much to do. But there's not as much snow as there was last year. Well, at this time. I mean, it's not... Yeah, right. But we're not even in winter yet, technically. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Wait, what are we doing on what are we doing on the twenty? Oh yeah, <laughs> first day of winter. First day of winter. Very exciting. Might go on a little expedition out there. The woods are very different in the winter. Yes, I prefer them in the winter. Yeah, I get that you need the summer to yeah. like grow and yeah be warm and stuff. Yeah, but the winter is preferable. You you like it the best? Yeah, because you can walk around easier. You're not you don't have to like climb through bushes and stuff. And yeah, you can see everything. You see all the rocks. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the thing that I love the most is just the transformation of it. It transforms into a completely different world. Yeah, it's a completely every, different environment. Everything's asleep. Yeah, everything's it, quiet. It's like you're on a different planet. And then you can see the tracks. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. like a different. It's a whole where you live automatically just changed or instantly just changes into this completely different place and yeah. then it changes back yeah. it's like an insane transformation yeah. like people that don't know what the seasons are like I can't even imagine and the, I feel and, like and you you're learn always... so much about life and about yeah. the planet from seeing the seasons change is like I don't know it, and it, it seems it, like it's always you're transitioning out of a season or into a season yeah and then you're in that season for like a little bit and then you transition out of that into the so it's like it's always in transition like it's yeah. always changing and... <laughs> very gassy if I had to burp. yeah the burps coming yeah sometimes the whiskey gives me a little heartburn yeah I don't know it's hot it's hot going down yeah yeah <laughs> so what else what other thoughts do you have about Transitioning from LA for 25 years to Vermont, you know, settling yeah. in here, getting into this rural lifestyle, living up in the fucking country, up in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. We're way the fuck out here in the sticks. Yeah. Going from the center of the 
entertainment universe to out here, you know, as a, as a person, as a professional, you know, what is this, what, what is this done for you? What is it, you know, what do you, what do you gain? What do you lack? What are your thoughts about this? Well, I remember when I moved here and I was like going into town and you said, oh, people probably don't, like I'd been there over the summer and you were like, you said something casually once you were like, oh, when you're around in the winter, that's when people start to like notice that you live here. Like, cause there's so many people here that are like it just here for the summer. Right. And you're like, but when people see you like the whole winter, then they'll start. And it totally did like it, but also I started growing my hair long. So I noticed like this summer people started like saying, oh, hi, I've seen you around or I've seen you like I, which didn't happen when I first moved here. And I was yeah. going into the town just the same amount of time, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so that's been fun, like getting to know people in town. And you know more people than me. You know a lot of. people No, that's in not town. true. We went to Positive Pie. And you were like, you were making the rounds like Jimmy Hoffa. You were like, <laughs> you were going up and talking to everybody. <laughs> you really, you really know a lot of people because you go into, you have dinner at the bar, uh, once what, a week. At yeah, least. Once, once a week. So you get in there, you get to talk to a lot of people. You do I a guess lot of so. Yeah, it is yeah. fun to go down, and I, you end up like I saw. Uh, Michael the other day and, and yeah. uh, this other woman Lauren K you know like I just was like every time I go in you see someone you know yeah uh, and it is like it's fun to like it is fun to live in a small town and go into yeah. the bar and yeah. see like you know five yeah. or six people that you know you, you, you and I walk into Positive Pie now and like everyone who works there is like hey Ken <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah no you're real you're real you're getting in there yeah you, you go, go to trivia you go eat yeah you went to trivia yep that was fun. I like it. Yeah. Um, I was. Th I would have gone down last night, but Athena's in the studio. She's working on that metalsmith thing. Right, right. Shout out, Athena Bandit. Shout out, Athena Bandit, working on that metalsmithing studio. <laughs> I'm ready to retire. I'm ready for yeah. her to start making yeah. those big bucks, and I'll just sit back and I can cook tell all it. the meals. Yeah, and... you're like, it's a family affair. It's a <laughs> family, family business. business. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I'll hang it up right now. I'll just I'll cook all the meals. I'll just build on the house and cook the food, and everybody else can make the money. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I'm excited about maple syrup. I'm gonna make new labels. Ooh, fresh labels yeah. each year. Yeah, every year. There's I new like that. Yeah. That's like the real vintage. Yeah. Well, I felt that you know oh, last but year. The one I didn't get at did the, did mine have a label? I thought yeah. I got, did I get one with a label? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you should have. Did I or did I have a little one? I can't remember. No, I gave you guys a big. I gave you guys an eight ounce. Oh, then we must have saved it. Um, that was the only thing was there were people like, like, cause I was like Instagramming it and stuff and yeah. people were like, Hey, can I buy some of that syrup? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I only limited, I, I made, I didn't make that much. Like I only made enough to give out to like family and like my mechanic. Close my, friends cl only. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, <laughs> not to get all of my space. You didn't get one. Top eight. But. Yeah. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. I was yeah. like, remember, remember when MySpace yeah. had the top that. friends? Yeah. I want that on Instagram. <laughs> top friends? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that heat. <laughs> Who makes it in? It is. It's fun making lists. Yeah. I like that exclusivity. Yeah. They should just have a top eight book. You're only friends with eight people. <laughs> Top eight book. <laughs> um, yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. Vermont, you. Right, right. You know, your life, your dreams, your right. goals, your um, sex life. I chopped a lot of wood. Yeah. 
this summer. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of my sex life, I chopped a lot of wood. I dropped Split a big... Split a lot of wood up there. Yeah, I dropped a, a huge log on my leg. <laughs> I slipped and I... It, Tried to throw it. Oh, I, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I was laughing because you said you dropped a huge log, but this is a great no, story. No, this is a real... <coughs> this is a great story about your leg vagina. Yeah. Um, okay, so basically I was uh, uh, I cut down a big ash tree, mm-hmm. and uh, it was huge, and I was cutting these big logs, and but it was on this like side of a like kind of a rocky incline. And I was carrying these logs down over this incline. And the very last log, I was w- walking over this rock and I slipped on some moss. And as I was falling, I went to throw the log, which probably weighed like 100 pounds at least. Oh, my God. It was so heavy. And I tried to throw it, but my legs slipped under it. And so it landed on – it either landed on my shin or it like – it hit the rock and like ricocheted onto my shin. But it was like it happened so quick and it was such a immediate amount of pain that I, like, as soon as it, like, while the log was still, like, settling, I was, like, I felt like I was going to throw up. And <laughs> so I, like, crazy. sat down. I was, like, oh, God, oh, God. That's and then, so insane. And then I was, like, okay, I got, and it was, like, really hurting. Like, there was just tons of pain going to my, and I was, like, okay. And I was, like, I got to lift my pant leg to see what, I was, like, is there a fucking bone sticking out? Like, this, oh, my God. Because this, like, it rang my bell. Like, I was, wow. like. And so I lifted my pant leg, and there's absolutely nothing. Right, like not a not a blood or a, that's a so cut or, weird. Yeah, and I'm like looking at it, and it's just, and if anything, I see this like very faint, uh, almost like a rug burn. Right, like you like fell, and your like skin just kind of like hit the rug a little. Like it looked like there's like a faint red area, and so I was like, oh okay. So then I kind of like limped down to my truck and drove down back to my house. And I like limped inside. I just like sat, I put an ice on it and I like elevated it. And then um, like a, a couple of days went by and a dark uh, bruise was like forming. And then after a week, it was like almost like a scab, but it was like flush with my skin. Wow. So it wasn't like a scab that was like raised off of the skin. It was like, it was like, it was like ice. It was like, just like, it looked super weird. There was like a hole. And then there was just like a black, like, it looked like nothing I had ever seen yeah. before. And Oh, and whenever I stood up, if I was like resting it, I would like stand up to go pee and it would immediately, it would hurt so bad. So I went to urgent care and the guy was like, okay. Or the, the guy, the doctor was like, <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the parking lot, the guy outside was yeah, like, was like cut, let me cut your leg off. <laughs> No, the doctor was like, okay, that's an escar. And I was like, it's a, what is it, an escar? And he's like, yeah, like escar go. It's an escar. And it's uh, it's basically a scab that's like going below the surface of your skin. And what it's doing is tricking your body into thinking that the wound is healed. So everything's like bumping up against it and going, oh, this is all healed. But then it gets infected. So I, that's why I was, I was in pain. So he put me on antibiotics and he said, what you're going to do is you're going to take a, a gauze pad and you're going to wet it and then... Like kind of squeeze it, squeeze the water out of it so it's damp, and you're gonna put it on the scar, on the escar, <laughs> and then you're gonna wrap gauze around it, and uh, and then you're gonna like you're gonna do that in the morning, and then you're gonna wear it all day, and then at night you're gonna do it again and go to bed with it, and you're just gonna keep it damp, and it's the wetness is the dampness is gonna break up the scab that's under your skin, and it's all gonna like go up into the gauze pad, and you'll you'll eventually you know that's how you like flush it out. 
so I started doing that, and it was just a pain in the ass. Like, for, first of all, like, gauze pads and gauze at the CVS or Rite Aid or whatever, they're fucking expensive. This is like five bucks for five pads or something. And this went on for like a month and a half. Anyways, it started. It started. The escar broke up after like three weeks. It started breaking up. Oh yeah, and then I'm like trying to like that the bandage would come undone. Like I'd be like I went on a date, and then I was like, I got up from the date where she's like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, I'll wait here. And I looked down, and there was like gauze pad coming out of my leg. Like I had, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my my leg wound is unraveling. And so then I like, no, it was insane. It looked insane because it, it like when you showed it to me, it was like two or three days later and it looked like a week old scab yeah but it was like flush with your skin but when the when the when it all like drained yeah and it, then, then it looked then it looked like uh here it looked, Ken's pulling up a picture it looked like it looked, yeah it looked disgusting it looked like a leg vagina when, when or just he, like a bullet it looked like a hole there was yeah. a, or you know what it looked like because i was out there like i was cutting logs and i was like taking the i was debarking them and you debark over where a branch was, and it yeah. looked like that. It looked like a hole yeah. where a branch was, yeah. and the branch had been yanked out, and yeah. it was so gross. Yeah, it looked like this weird hole in your leg, this weird oval hole yeah. in your leg Yeah, that was like the scab came out of, and then it was just closing very slowly. Very slowly. Is it fully fully healed now i went back to the doctor oh i'm about to, about to get an update right now oh here we go leg up on the table oh, he's still got a bandage on this oh my god it's just healing up now how but long like, ago was this well the, see that's this the, was that, like, that's an actual scab so it's like it used to be the hole used to be this size you know it was insane this I happened remember. uh third week Look, of you September. can see waxy skin all around it yeah that's third week of September. We're in yeah. December. September, October, November, December. This is like three months later, and there's a scab still on this. It looks yeah. like you got plastic surgery on your leg <laughs> right now, and it's like a normal scab right now. I'll do. I'll take a picture of it. Wow. I'll update. That is insane. <laughs> the- good. Check Ken's Instagram for the update of this gnarly leg vagina wound. I think I'm wearing the same socks as I was in the in the other picture. As in the I- very same night that yeah. it happened. Wow. Not the best light. That was the gnarliest wound that you've had. That's one of the weirdest wounds I've ever seen. Yeah, the second doctor who was like older, and he, he he just kept looking at it and he was like I was like, should I keep doing the wet bandage or should I do a dry bandage? And he would go eh. He'd just be like nodding and like staring <laughs> at it and he was like shrugging yeah, his yeah. shrugging his yeah. shoulders and he's it's like It's kinda of like a weird yeah, when you'd show it to me, I'd be like, Yeah, what I'd be like, Oh, you almost don't know what to think about yeah, it. Yeah, you, like, like, you were like you were like, You should go back to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I even yeah. told him, I was like, oh, my near, my friend told me to go back to, I should come back. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good move. You gotta, definitely when you have a gaping um, yeah. wound in your body. But it was always, like the, the if first. If you could put a candies inside of a wound that you have, you need to go to the doctor. The first doctor told me exactly what was going on and yeah. told me how to fix it. And he was right only about, he said it would take a week and it took three weeks. So right. like everything that was happening, I'm like, okay, this is what he said. Yeah. And he was like, you know, if it starts to uh, get really warm, if it starts to smell, uh-huh. if there's like red streaks, yeah. Uh, like he was telling me what like what was a bad, what was a symptom. Well, it might mean you're dying. Yeah. So I don't know. Wow. Shout out, shout out to that. Shout out to the doctors in Vermont. Yeah, they're fucking the, they're great. The, uh, Walk in clinic, right? Yeah. Wow. 
a hundred times better than the well, whatever. Not to get into <laughs> but the, the, whatever the uh, I don't want to start <laughs> dissing my healthcare. <laughs> yeah, don't diss your healthcare providers in LA. Yeah, don't get cut off. But the uh, Toluca Lakes Health Center is quite a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've had nothing but amazing experiences here. The the giving birth to Juniper here was much better than giving birth to Wolfie in LA. Yeah. Even though we went to like a cool hospital and they had like we had a doula and all that. Like they no, have it, like the the people that they have on staff here are way chiller than people you can hire like out 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 of staff in yeah. LA. When I took shout out Fragadal Dundee. Yeah. When yes. I took Fragadal Dundee to the Copley Hospital emergency room. Yeah. Um that was a crazy, that was like, it was such, it was like a, a beautiful waiting room and it was like empty and the doctor came out immediately and talked to us and like, and then yeah. he went and they were like, are, do you have insurance? And he was like, I don't. And they were like, oh, there's a program here that can help pay, pay for people who don't have insurance. Would you like to? And he was like, yes, uh, you know, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. it was, it was just like a weird, I was like, what, where am I? I was yeah. like, this wouldn't, this doesn't exist in a city or yeah. like Los Angeles. Yeah. I went, I thought I was having a heart attack one day at Cartoon Network. I like stood up and I like everything tightened and I like, oh I was like had shortness of breath and I was like, wait, what's happening? And I, uh, and so I, I was like, uh, and I called my doc, I called like the Toluca Lake Health Center. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, uh, I'm, I have a tightness in my chest and they're like, do you have shortness of breath? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you, you should go to the emergency room. And I was like, okay. So then I went out and like everyone on Adventure Time was going out to lunch or something. And I remember I, I, I saw Elizabeth Edo and I was like, I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I think I'm having a heart attack. And she was like, oh no. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, I'm better safe than sorry or whatever. And then she, she, like everyone. So I got in an Uber and went to the emergency room. And I walked, walked in. I said, oh, I'm, there's a tightness in my chest and I have shortness of breath. And they were like, all right, come through this door. And the emergency room was like packed with people. Oh, they bring you right in. They brought me right in, yeah. like hooked me up, like did yeah. all these, like did like five minutes of like, yeah. there were like 10 people around me. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, you're not having a heart attack. And they're like, go wait in the waiting room. So I like went in the waiting room and I was there for like seven hours. Oh my God. And then they finally brought me back into a room and I was in like a room for like a couple hours. And then finally, like, someone came in, like, a, a nurse, and I was like, when's the doctor? And they were like, oh, it's probably going to be another, like, three or four hours. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was like, oh I, gotta, God. I was like, I gotta go. Like, I've been here for, like, eight hours. Like, at that point, I didn't, I felt fine. And, wow. And uh, I'd been Googling, like, chest pain, and, like, yeah. I'd kind of, like, I was like, oh, I bet it was from, I think it was a pulled muscle. Oh, like, a yeah. chest muscle, like, yeah. pulled from, uh, uh, from trying to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> um so then i was like oh i'm gonna go and the nurse was like okay you have to sign this that says you're you're ignoring medical care yeah and i was like "Uh, okay like what like i guess if i leave and then die they they didn't want to be so wait what was this sex that you almost had a heart attack Uh, it was just it it wasn't a heart it was i was it was a position and i think i was like holding this position what was the position like uh i I don't know i was like (laughs) It was like a squatting, like holding yourself up with your arms position, like wow. your, like your hands. Wow. 
Just a, I mean, it was it was normal. It, it was in yeah. a bed. It wasn't on a jungle gym or something. Okay, but it was just it was a position a position I wasn't used to. Right. And uh, I remember at the time thinking, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna feel this later. Really? Yeah, just because I was like, you know, and you do something where you're like, oh, I don't usually use these muscles. Right. Like you go on, you know, skiing. You were feeling the burn. You were like, wow, I'm putting in work here. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna feel this later. Wow. And then I. And then when I was like Googling symptoms and it was like, you could have a pulled chest muscle. And I was like, oh. It's exercise. That's yeah. exercise. Yeah. I didn't. Stretch. But you didn't think of that when you were like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. No, because it really felt like, it didn't feel like it was a muscle spasm or it just, it felt like something, like something was alerting my brain that wow. like something was like, I, I went to stand up and everything like got really like. I, there was just like a lot of tightness going on like yeah around my heart yeah <laughs> that's but yeah maybe if it was tightness like in my calf i'd just be like oh that's a cramp or something right right yeah that's a little spooky your left I, arm goes numb yeah i feel like i'm probably gonna die of a heart attack because I, I eat a lot of fried food and mm. i drink a lot and wow so i'm like well there's a good chance like, this is how i go yeah this is it like I'm like I'll probably the last thing I see will be just like a bunch. Damn, of Damn, dude, I'll be texting you. I'll be like, Ken hasn't texted me back in a while. Oh God! Like if I'm I'm, home I'm like most likely to find you dead probably. Yeah, I got, I always think I'm gonna do it wow. in public. Like I'm gonna do it in a oh restaurant. Oh my God! Like and in I'll, positive pie, like yeah. trivia night. Like, and the last ah! thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when the last thing you see is just everyone like standing over you. Butchie, butchie, yeah. like, me or butchie are like the most likely yeah. people to find you yeah. deceased. Yeah. It's disturbing. I'd rather just die in the woods and then. Wow, then wow, then the coyotes would be the most Fine. likely to find you. Good. Like, Glad hey, someone's man. getting. I mean, that's good though. That's a good way to go. I would honestly be rather eaten by wild animals than like buried in a coffin or something like. I don't. That. Want to be, I would rather be buried in the ground. I was rather thrown be... in a hole. Really? Yeah. No, like in a mushroom suit. Uh, I like that. A mushroom yeah. suit. What if? What if it was like you could just be thrown out and eaten by dogs yeah that seems a little (laughs) too personal i mean i'd rather turn into a beautiful flower than some dogs so you'd rather be eaten by insects than man yes yeah Yeah, turn into so it's like the same outcome but i guess yeah it's a different optics underground people can't see a dog eating your dick they'd have to be like some pretty personable dogs okay what if it was dogs you knew yeah would eat you. Sure. What if it the was... The dog from Frasier? Yeah. Yeah. Go to what if it was... I'd, a, what I'd if be it honored. Was, what if it was dogs of people you knew would eat you? Yeah. Alive. Yeah. And then you're okay with that. Wait, alive? I thought I was dead. <laughs> okay, no. Well, well, I'm like, but like if you were about to die. Like you'd give Keenan my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you had a, like a terminal illness. No. No, okay. Alive? Not alive. No. Dead. No, okay, dead. I mean, I guess... If you were going to be eaten alive by anything, what would it be? Fuck. I mean, I guess something big. Like one <laughs> one gulp. Like a shark or something. Like it would just like... Like Jaws. Yeah. Or a Velociraptor. Yeah. Not something that I mean, would eat you asshole first or genitals first. Like, like, like I wouldn't want to be... Yeah, like a, a python or, or, a, or a bear. 
just chewing on your fucking head. Yeah, and you're like still alive. Yeah. And the bear's just like got a paw on your face, trying to like hold your head down. Or he's yeah. trying to because he's like he's sick of your screaming, yeah. so he's like trying to cover your mouth. So I'd probably a tiger because I think they just go for the neck and they chew your shit out. Oh right, like a, a mountain lion. Yeah, goes, go goes for, for like head. something that would kill you right away. Yeah, because bears don't give a shit. Dogs don't give a shit. They'll just, they eat yeah. your guts. They eat your fucking butthole. Like hyenas eat your asshole first. That would Why? be probably the worst. Why? That's just how they do it. They just get down. They eat ass. While you're alive? <laughs> Definitely. And bears will just eat your guts and your head and whatever while you're alive. Ugh. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. They don't care. They'll just start eating your leg. They'll start wherever they wherever they're at. I'd like to be eaten alive by unicorns. <laughs> what if they're the worst though? No, they're probably beautiful. <laughs> they just start sucking your dick till you're dead. Yeah, they're just they're like we start we start by we like to lick your penis. They <laughs> lick your dick off first. Yeah. Now you die. And their horn you is like lick your dick off. Their horn's sending you like like it numbs you. It makes you like they're sending you opiates. Oh man. Mm. We're living it up here. Eating some chocolate bark thins. Shout, Shout out. out. <laughs> Shout out bark thins. <laughs> Shout out Baker's Mark. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Weed, shout out Mad River, Revolution, Rye Whiskey. That's right. I'm getting down out here in the woods. This weed I grew in the, like, not 30 feet from you. Oh right my now. God, can't grew this weed that we're smoking here? Go be living in Vermont and that shit's legal, bitches. Y'all gotta come out here. This is how we do it. Smoking weed, eating chocolate up in the fucking woods. Do you so, think, do you think another... Ghost Scout will move to Hardwick? For sure. Really? Well, I think more Ghost Scouts will move closer to this area. And I think we'll get a couple more in Hardwick. Think about the lifetime of it. Yeah. I bet there'll be a few. But there might even be people that ain't even Ghost Scouts that move here just because of what we're doing. Sure. Who knows, you know? It'd, just be, it'd be fun to have another Ghost Scout. And it's weird to think that there's only only one person is ever going to be the third Ghost Scout to live in Hardwick. Oh, shout out. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to do Who's ready to step up? Because everybody's young in the game, though. Yeah. Everybody's trying to make their bones. Everybody's yeah. out there. They don't have kids yet. Right. I think like once people get older... We might see some of that. Because this is like a quality of life. But like Max was talking about digital nomads and like being yep. able to like live anywhere. That's true. I guess you wouldn't really stay here then if you were a nomad. Right. Nomadic. You'd but have you, to nomad out of here. But I, I really want uh, a scout to come here in the winter. Yeah. It's going to happen. We're going to get it. Yeah. Sooner than later. You got to, well... Yeah. Like Vance might be here this winter. Right, right. We gotta do winter scouts. It's coming. It's definitely <laughs> coming. It's only a matter of facilities. It's only a matter of once we get that heated space. I have a guest room. Shout out. Who's Loving, coming? Well, yeah, we can have, we can do like uh, one week or two week winter scout programs. 
and you got to do Winter Scout activities. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> who's, who's out there listening? Winter Scouts. Who's coming? <laughs> Kent's house is open house. Yeah. And there's special exclusive uh, sweatshirts. Wow. All white. Wow. Glow in the dark. White on white on white. But we'll do, white on rice on white. We'll do uh, uh, full moon hikes in the snow. Yeah. Snowshoeing. Yeah. Naked. Do some naked, outdoor <laughs> naked stuff in the snow. Yeah. Polar what if all the winter stuff is naked stuff? <laughs> I noticed that a lot of the activities are naked. <laughs> yeah, it's winter. Yeah. It's the least flattering time to be naked, you know, just get out there and live it. Or, or we could do like a one week or two week uh, maple scout program. Ooh, I like that. They yeah. live in the sugar shack and just cook up syrup. Yeah. A one week residency in your sugar shack. Yeah, because it'll be warm enough. Yeah, there'd always be a fire going. Because you're always boiling. Yeah. You sleep by the boiler. Yeah, there's a little bed out there. You get a TV. Nah. Nope, no TV. You get a you get a uh, you get a, a a few board games. You gotta read. You gotta play board games. Yeah. You get read, a book. You get one book. book and two board games for a week. Yeah. And that's about it. But you figure out the rest of your life when you're in there. Yeah. It really. Is. It's like a sauna. It's like a transcendental, psychedelic, meditational experience. Yeah. It's a, you know, and the sap is just getting in every pore of your body and coating your soul, lubricating your soul yeah. to get to the next level. Yeah. And whoever the lucky scout is, I'll make you breakfast and, wow. and dinner. You just have to take care of your lunches. Yep. Wow. That's a, that's a strong offer. There's a lot of scouts out there. You better watch out. People yeah. could be coming at that. Well, it's like American Idol. These are scout <laughs> privileges. Who's going to jump on we can it? Do it? Who's going to yeah. make the tryouts? We're going to have yeah, a gotta, application, application process for this. Yeah, videos. Who's out there ready to come <laughs> and be the SAP resident? And then there's got to be a, a project, like an art project. Yep. We're going to figure it all out. Yeah. This is what we do up here. We just, we, that's what we're living the dream life is all about. We just sit here, we just make up wild ideas, and then they just yeah. become reality. It could be, um, we could uh, make enough syrup that you sell, a, you get eight ounce bottle of syrup, but it also comes with a, like an exclusive comic. That's right. Made during the syrup process. Yep. You make the syrup and you make the comic and you get to keep both. Yeah. <laughs> what a great deal. Think about that. You do the work, you keep the sap syrup Yeah. comic. You could drink syrup for a week. Yeah. You could drink that sap for a week and see how long you could live on it. We could have special scientific experiments where people only eat sap and syrup and stuff they find in the woods and see how long they live for on your property and not mine. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> science, dude. You know? Zero liability. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah, More liability for you. But this will all be covered. But that's if you want to take it on, you know? What do you mean? <laughs> if you want to have those kind of scientific experiments here. Wait, what's this? What? <laughs> 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 all right, all right. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm going right. to get sued. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, anything else you want to get on this? Um, we're about to go on a spooky old walk in the woods here. We're about to, we're about to investigate. There but some... There, there's a there's some logging in the woods out here. We're about to go out there in the night. It's a full moon. 
We're drinking whiskey. We're smoking weed. We got a pistol, and we're going to go investigate this shit. We're going to see what the fuck's going on. There's a full moon. It's the least fullest moon That's of the, the year. It's the least fullest moon of the year, but we got the most fullest clip of the year. And we're about to go out there and find out what's what. It's so bright out. It's like so fucking bright out. I can see shadows in the back. It is true. It's like, I'm looking outside right now. It's like fucking daylight. It's like yeah. um, surrealist tripping daylight out there right now. And the lights are on inside. Usually you can't see anything That's true. Outside. It's, it's brighter outside than it is inside right now. <laughs> and one of us might not make it back alive, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to get in on I'm, this podcast? I'm serious about I'm serious about Winter Scouts. Yep. Okay. Um, the applications. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're going I can, down. The applications are okay. open. Okay. Go uh, Scouts. I'll, I'll be selecting one Go Scout. Wow. One trained Go. None of these. None of these. Uh, wow. Now we find out who really listened to this podcast. None of these Go honorary Go Scouts. Yep. None of these honoraries. <laughs> this is trained in yeah. camp Scouts only, bitches. You gotta be real in the game. To get this shit. Yeah. This is this is the most exclusive. This, this isn't Ghost Scout National This is Forest. why you train. This is Kent's house. This is the most exclusive echelon of Ghost Scouts. This is the next, next level. This is the penthouse bed and breakfast. Kent's clubhouse penthouse bed and breakfast. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a week in the penthouse. Yeah. You get your own bathroom? Wow. You could take a shit. You could clog the toilet. And you, no one would know it for days. You get meals cooked for you? Wow. You, By an Emmy Award winning writer. You get an exclusive sweatshirt. Exclusive. Wow. You get a sweatshirt? What's a sweatshirt? It's winter. It's going to be winter. Scout, maple Scouts. <laughs> okay. Maple Scouts. Yeah. You got to draw uh, the logo. <laughs> I have to? Yeah. Okay. I'm in on this. this you don't have new. to. You okay. get to. Okay. I get to. This is new. This is new. This is coming. This is new and improved. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. It's, it's, Scouts. It's very exclusive. There's only three sweatshirts. Wow, three sweatshirts. So three people are coming? No, no, just one. But then oh you, my God, you, you and I and them. Yeah. This is an all all sweatshirts paid trip to Kent's fucking clubhouse, penthouse, bed and breakfast. You get, if you are a trained scout, one week yeah. upstairs at Kent's house, one limited edition sweatshirt. I'll pick you up at the airport. <laughs> Driving to and from the airport. Uh, two meals a day. Two meals a day. And some syrup. And syrup. And all expenses syrup covered. And we get to like hang out and draw. And we're going to have so much fun. Have conversations. Wow. And you already know us. So you already know how much fun this is going to be. <laughs> we're already friends. We're already best friends. <laughs> but think about all the people hearing this that aren't even the scouts. They're like, wow, how right. exclusive is this? Right. Like the designer of Adventure Time and the writer of Adventure Time, they're like inviting people to stay with them and like fucking get sweatshirts and cook <laughs> eggs and fucking make syrup. <laughs> and if I had only become a scout, this would be eligible to me. That's so exclusive. Yeah. That's the definition of exclusive. Everyone else is being excluded. Someone once told me that I don't know the meaning of exclusive because I use the word so much because it's a real East Coast thing to be yeah. like exclusive, like right. everything is exclusive. But this is literally exclusive because y'all are being excluded. Most of y'all <laughs> who are listening to this are literally being excluded because this is only exclusive for scouts. Well, they could be included scouts. in the future. Right. Know? But yeah. you could. this is something that you could think about and you could project into. 
And in the future, you could do this if you have the foresight and the foreskin or the foreclit to come and make yourself a ghost scout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you don't get to do brain surgery unless you're a doctor. That's right. Um, so you don't, that's all. And you don't get to do clit surgery unless you're a clitologist or someone else that cuts people's clits off. <laughs> what? I don't know, you know, or, okay, all right, that, that, that's the end of the podcast. All right, where can people find you? Uh, Blogsby on Instagram. At Blogsby. B-L-O-G. Yeah. S-B-I-E. Yeah. Or um, our real caddy drink on Instagram. Both and all. Yeah. All right, that's Double it. Mary. Y'all know where to find me. All right, we're going out on this adventure. We'll see you next time. Peace. (laughs) There you go. That ended hot. You know what I'm saying? We were really juiced up. We were sauced up. We were smoked up. And we went out for a nice spooky moonlit night hike after this pod. And we had a good time. Kent got us lost out in the woods trying to find his way over to this cut. He was the one who knew, uh, who had been out there before. And we went out there and we we found it and we checked out the logging equipment there. We were just walking around, having some fun, shooting some pistols off. And then we came on back, had another drink and called it a night. You know what I'm saying? Just a couple of boys hanging out. Just a couple of men having fun fun together in the woods at night you know that's the kind of thing we do up here so and very bold claims who on the ghost scout roster is ready to step up and answer the call to kent's winter scout up you know what i'm saying kent's clubhouse penthouse bed and breakfast is open for business in the winter that is fantastic so we'll see what manifests you know as with everything with ghost scouts it's opportunities we're setting the table we're setting the table who wants to come we're ringing the den about who's ready for this juicy ass fucking beef stew you know what i'm saying beef stew every night kent will make you beef stew he will just have a pot of beef stew going on the stove for a week straight and you're only gonna it's the beef stew diet you know, and we're going to go, we're going to create some kind of fun program for a week-long winter Kent camp. Kent camp, Kent camp, you can't get any better than Kent's. It's the upper echelon of the Ghost Scout organization. Apply today. So hit up Kent if you're ready for that. If you are an active member of the Ghost Scouts, if you are a trained member of the Ghost Scouts, he put, he put the parameters up there. If you've been through training camp, you are eligible. Hit him up. Very exciting. Um, I love the... <laughs> I love the dream pods. They're so weird and spooky and silly uh, all at once. And uh, it's always fun to bring you these hangouts with my homies. Um, So if you like this podcast and you want to get a shout out, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp. And you will get up on this shout out section. 
um, at the $1 per podcast level. We got that nutritious green smoothie in your mouth hole. And I will give everyone a hearty, wholesome, from the bottom of my foreskin to the tip of my cerebellum, I give you my thanks and uh, high regard and esteem. Thank you for supporting the podcast at that $1, <laughs> at that $1 level. Um, and then at that $2 level, you get the individual name check shout outs. Um, let's get that beef stew shout out started with none other than Olive Furbolg. That is a bold name. Olive Furbolg. I love it. Coming in, coming in hot. Big shout out to my homie Lermy, aka Ghost Scout Computer Person. You know she's dipping in that vegan beef stew. We were hanging out last night on the Rogue Crab Conspiracy chat. Hours in there just hanging out with the homies. It was so much fun. Shout out to Crab the God. Make sure you get up on that Patreon. Uh, join the Crab Conspiracy. Get in on the fun. You want to have three hour long vid chats with Ghost Scouts? jump in there um what do we got we got my man craig bowers get yourself some motherfucking beef stew we got ladling it up for my man sam bag oh another member of the crab conspiracy was in there last night shell durkin workshop alumni Big beef stew shout out going to my man Matt Bollinger. Going out to Armenia. She's the comics queen and workshop alumni. Sham, 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 We got Butterflash, aka my man Seth Bird. Get yourself some beef stew. Take that bug net off and eat some beef stew, Seth. We got a big beef stew going out to my man, Jared Jones. And you know the workshop alumni run deep up on this shout out list because we've got the Navi Wood, aka Bobby Morgan, you know. And these are everybody that supported the last episode, episode 73. Called Getting Swooped Up with Liam Milner, aka Chap Masterly, aka Champ Motherfucking Camp Motherfucking Champ. You're for Camp Champ up in here, all the way from Australia. Um, so yeah, this, this is everybody. Shout out for the support on the last episode, which actually just came out yesterday. Um, obviously, I uh, recorded this episode like a month ago and just didn't have a chance to get it out so here it is boom um big shout out to my man chris burke get yourself some beef motherfucking beef stew Uh uh-oh we're talking about ghost scout michael joran aka joran thornton but i have a bone to pick with you my friend you dipped into that crab con chat for about two seconds and you did call it you're like i was just checking in just jumping in for two seconds Seconds, and then literally you ghosted us two seconds later. Shame on you, sir. Come hang out uh, in the chat next time. I may or may not be there. Big shout out to Devin Newman. 
more like Devin Beef Stewman. Big shout out to Alejandro Fuentes. Oh, Alejandro Fuentes, I did check out the podcast that you kicked me to about the Spears. I didn't listen to the Spears episodes yet. I got them downloaded, but I did listen to the one, um, uh, what is it, Abductious, Abduction at Devil's Den. And that is an insane UFO story. If you want a good, keeping the, keeping the streak alive here with the UFO uh, with the with the alien abduction slash UFO um, knowledge, um, go check out Abduction at Devil's Den. That is a very interesting story. Um, uh, a guy on an Air Force base goes camping and gets abducted with his Air Force base buddy. And um, they have some very uh, inter- interesting experiences. And then furthermore, that guy goes on to talk about how he was been abducted his whole life. So very strange, very juicy um also in the chat last night we were talking about the um the in zimbabwe in 1994 an alien spacecraft uh came and landed at a elementary school and was seen by 50 kids and um and the, the aliens came out and like telepathically communicated with these kids and then fucking took off and all the kids you know even you know uh, uh they go back and they talk to them as they're adults and stuff and they're they're still talking about it i guess there's a documentary coming out about it um this year i think uh there's a preview for it but that's a very juicy one and a lot of similarities uh, not only to some of the stuff that Betty and Barney Hill talked about, but also v- the whole scenario very similar to the one that me and Liam talked about, uh, the Westall 66 one that I hope everybody um, on the last episode, uh, the link for that documentary is in the notes. Click on it and watch it. It's free on YouTube. It's a juicy documentary with some really cool charcoal animation in it. For all you artists out there, I know you like these artistic touches, these artistic creative flourishes. It is a, just watch it and you'll be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? That is, and this one's even juicier in a way because the kids actually saw the aliens come out and the aliens communicated with them. So that's really cool. I think I read that this was the largest group sighting um, that, that uh the largest group sighting of actual extraterrestrials right because the the westall one nothing came out of the craft it just came over hovered over landed and then the fucking air force came in and then they fucking took off and it was a chase um so they didn't get a chance to come out and mind meld with these children but another very juicy uh uh one but i'm gonna listen to the spheres one alejandro fuentes big shout out yeah if anybody has any recommendations of ufo pods for me um or juicy ufo cases hit me up because i'm fucking foreskin deep right now in serious 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 investigations and we will have a disclosure episode um where i post up like the juiciest links that i've found you know i'll kind of consolidate it into a uh, maybe we'll have some kind of ufo quorum forum um like we've been talking about a ufo summit on the podcast um so let's see big shout out to jesse primo beef stew legend eat that beef stew from the workshop alumni big shout out to the man on this very podcast kent osborne uh aka ghost god harvest moon the only 
Go Scout to not go through training camp yet to be a counselor. That is very prestigious. Big shout out to Kent. Another Go Scout here to support the podcast and get a hypothetical digital beef stew download to his stomach. I'm talking about Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray. Oh, man, I miss all my scout homies. Um, what do we got here? We got none other than Orion Sims. Eat that beef stew. Chew it well. You know, beef is a hearty meat and you can choke on it. My mom always used to say that you can choke on steak very easily. And she used to really make me paranoid about it. So don't choke on beef. Big shout out to Frogadile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. Big bowl of beef stew going to Michael Broncado. Big bowl of beef stew going out to the West Coast to stop motion animation legend Anthony Scott. That's a vegan bowl right there. Shout out to all the vegans saving those cows. Shout out to Ghost Scout Sports Magic, a.k.a. Daniel Foothead. Who are we going to get on the podcast next? We need another international. Could it be Alexi Giroux, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Cheeky, 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 Cheeky Buki. I need some more Cheeky Buki in my life. We all do. Big shout out to Kent's older brother, no, Kent's younger brother by one year, Hollywood director Mark Osborne. Big shout out to Bark the Dog, aka Crab the God, aka The Crab Conspiracy, aka The Artist, formerly known as Andrew Lansing, aka Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus. How many names do you have? You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's the fucking, that's another record. How many, who has the most names? You know what I'm saying? Who has the most monikers? Big bowl of beef stew going out to Jesse Kukakadani. Oh, at that $3 custom pledge level, ladle a couple more scoops in. What does beef stew sound like? My homie and Pratt alumni, Raphael Tanghall. Shout out class of 2003. Pratt Institute. All right, now we're coming in. Fire up the grill. Because now we're coming. Um, We're bringing out them marinated steak tips. All right, we've got a, a virtual <laughs> buffet of vittles here. I'm talking about a big, juicy marinated steak tip headed on to Johan Everby. Oh, man, we got a fucking extra spicy, dripping, meaty beef, honey, fucking uh, marinated steak tip headed over airmail to Puerto Rico to the workshop alumni homie Yvonne Santiago, another fellow alien enthusiast. 
She loves to draw aliens as much as I do. And I think there's actually some juicy alien. Isn't there a mass sighting in Puerto Rico? I got to look deeper. People, look into this shit. I hate to sound like Eddie Bravo, but think about it. You just look into it and the evidence is right there. The irrefutable fucking witness testimony. Aliens are visiting us. Aliens are in contact with humans. They always have been. What the fuck is going on? Let's celebrate alien culture. All right. Let's fucking band together. This is the missing piece of the puzzle here. We need the aliens to help sort all this fucking shit out. You know what I'm saying? Another marinated alien steak tip heads out to Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. What if aliens are delicious? What if that's the cover-up? Is that the government? That's like the most, like at the fucking, at uh, at fucking uh, uh, all the secret, cabalistic, secret society meetings. They fucking are just sitting there eating alien meat because it's the most delicious meat in the fucking universe. And that's why it's a big secret. And it's an aphrodisiac and it's a psychedelic and it fucking gives you supernatural mystical powers and shit. Fuck. God damn, I want to fucking eat that alien steak tip. Um, another steak tip on the grill. Going over to my man, Skyler Bloom. Oh, shit. Fucking this grill's getting crowded. Throw it on. Here it sizzles. For my man, Perpetual Output. How do you like that steak tip, y'all? I'm talking about bloody, medium rare, bloody juicy. Going out to, we got another one for an alumni, fucking workshop alumni, Kayla Dakota. Put a little fucking jerk on that fucking uh, marinated steak tip, a little jerk seasoning, because she from New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Big shout out going to Charlie Parisi. And this, and big shout out, y'all. $5 per episode. These are the heavy fucking supporters here. You know, this is like deep territory. I'm very grateful for this. Everyone that likes this podcast, really give up, give it up, give it up, give it up, pop, pop, give it up, pop, pop. Big shout out going to throw the steak tip on the grill all the way from Norway, Maine, from the Norway Brewing Company. Workshop alumni, Erica Malhus. Shout out to all the Malhus clan. We miss y'all. Oh, he was in that CrowdCon meeting last night. And now we're turning off the grill and we're taking, we're jumping down. The, the earth's opening up. What is this earthquake happening? And the fires from hell are coming up and the molten fucking lava's coming out because we're headed into the fucking most satanic shoutouts of all Satan's marinated tube steak at that $6.66 level. <laughs> That's right. And it's also vegan and non-vegan options on this Satan's marinated dick meat. Big shout out to fellow CrabCon conspiracy Crab, Crab conspiracy member and workshop alumni and Oyster River High School alumni, 
none other than Zeta. And Zeta, dude, fucking Barney and Betty Hill, that star map was to the Zeta Reticuli star system. Is that where that name is from? Is it? Oh, shit. We got another vegan, uh, mar- ve- vegan Satan's marinated tube steak dick meat going out to year six camp champion, a.k.a. Beard Lips, a.k.a. Crognack, a.k.a. John Mansfield. The shout outs are run thick on this podcast. All right, so jump up on that Patreon, show some love, and get some love back in return. All right, y'all. Fucking pumping up those good vibes. You know, flip that switch in your chest. Power up. You got two podcasts this week. You are unstoppable. Get out there on your mission. Get some of these goals under your belt. Everybody in the workshop, work on that homework. Everybody in Scouts, get on that Slack. Get on the Scout Slack, motherfuckers. We are keeping it hype all fucking night up in this motherfucker. And get on that Crab Conspiracy. Support all your favorite artists on Patreon. Fucking support Dalton Doodles on Patreon. Another member of the Crab Conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? We're all up in there last night fucking chatting it up. You want to come chat with us? Join the Crab fucking Conspiracy, y'all. Hell yeah. And make sure when you're out there on your mission this week that you inspire other people on their mission. You know what I'm saying? Especially people that you have less in common with. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that need it the most. We need to drop it on them. Try to shift this fucking intergalactic paradigm. Flip this UFO on its axis. And bring the knowledge to the people. Connect these dots, motherfuckers. All right. Until next episode. Peace out.